Welcome to another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. What is up, guys? Hello. Welcome back to the Yours Julie podcast, or welcome if this is your first time here. This is episode 27, and again, if like, you could see where I'm recording right now, I kind of wish that we could start every podcast with a picture of what I actually look like right now, because I like to you know, paint a little picture of reality for you guys. I'm sitting at my desk, and I have a coffee and a protein shake and broccoli. Um, I don't know how this happened. I don't know really why this happened other than I packed a bunch of random stuff in my lunchbox and I figured I needed a snack before I came on the podcast to talk about food or else I would be hangry and what I wanted in this moment was the broccoli that I had packed myself. So... I wish you could see me. It's quite a sight. I, you know, I would say I hope I don't have broccoli shards in my teeth, but I guess it doesn't really matter because you can't see me. I'm sitting here all alone, so even if I do have broccoli shards, it won't matter. And hopefully it won't take away from the message of the podcast. So here today on episode 27 to talk about three fears that I hear a lot with clients, with prospective clients, with just people in general coming into the intuitive eating realm. One of the first steps that I take with a client or a prospective client as I put them through an application process to kind of figure out, you know, what they want help with, why they're coming to me for help, and if this version of coaching if the intuitive eating process that I help people relearn, I never say teach it because we're all born intuitive eaters, right? But I help them relearn and guide them down this path if it really is where they want to be right now and if they're in the right mindset for it. So I go through this initial application process and then if I feel like we would be a good fit, we always hop on the phone for a free discovery call or a strategy call as I like to call them. That was a lot of the word calls in one sentence. But on this strategy call, we kind of talk about everything they gave me in the application. I ask them more questions and we kind of just get to know each other. And one thing that I find on a lot of these calls is that the main thing stopping a lot of people for jumping on this journey or relearning the intuitive version of themselves is fear. Um, a fear of a lot of things, but I've kind of categorized these fears into three different broad sweeping categories that I find come up a lot. And I want to offer them to you guys today so that if you find that you are kind of wanting to restart your intuitive eating or living journey, but you find yourself kind of stuck in the muck and the mire of fear, that maybe you can resonate with this message. And I'm hoping to give you some tactical tips that I actually give some of my clients so that if you're listening today, maybe you can use them to kickstart your journey and hopefully they'll put you in the place that you want to be. So we'll jump right in with fear number one. Oh, I have an alarm going off. Oh, we'll stop. 
That's the beauty of recording things live. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but fear number one is lack of control. So you may have said it to yourself multiple times. I've heard it multiple times from myself and from other people is that if I eat intuitively, I'm quote, just going to end up eating cake, candy, chips, insert any food item here that you fear not being able to control yourself around. Phrased another way People say, I don't have the willpower to give myself freedom around food and not overindulge in everything. Have you ever said these things to yourself before? Because I know at one point I definitely used the word willpower in my relationship with food. For the longest time, actually, I was known as someone in my family and my friend group who had a lot of, quote, willpower because I would eat, again, air quote, a lot of healthy food and I could easily turn down other foods. Was that coming from a perspective of I didn't actually want the unhealthier foods? Uh, not necessarily. But I told myself that in having them, that was bad or that made me bad or I wouldn't be able to control myself around those foods. So subsequently, I said no, or I said, no, I have better willpower than that. But in reality, both of these thoughts, the thought of I can't control myself, I don't have good willpower doesn't really indicate that food itself is the issue. And this is something that we find a lot in this journey as we start to uncover things that we've maybe told ourselves to be true about food or about ourselves on this journey is that we realize food itself isn't really the issue, but the bigger problem is a lack of self-trust that we have with ourselves and also the fact that we voluntarily give up our power to food, diet culture, the cake gods, whatever you want to call them, that in saying that you don't have willpower or you can't control yourself isn't really saying that food is the issue, but it's saying the real issue is you can't trust yourself enough to know that you actually have the power to say yes or no to any food. And in saying yes or no, that doesn't make you a good or a bad person. It just makes you someone that maybe does or doesn't want the cake, the, the cookie, the salad, the whatever it is that's being offered to you. So these thoughts come up, in my opinion, because every time you try something new, your brain automatically wants to compare it to something that you've done in the past. And if the only thing that you've done in the past is eat food with reckless abandon, then yeah, maybe those thoughts are going to be hard to dodge. For example, if you've tried ditching a certain diet before, maybe you've tried moving past counting macros before, and all that it's done for you is it's left you with a week of feeling really out of control and eating all of the foods and not liking what you felt like, then of course your brain is going to weigh your predicted success in this journey of ditching those ways up against how things have gone for you before. And if things haven't gone well for you before because you maybe only gave it a week, you're automatically going to jump into this spiral of self-talk being like, I can't do this. I'm so silly. Why the heck did I think this was a good idea? And the metaphorical girl in the back seat, as I like to call her, starts to get really loud, girl or guy in the back seat, starts to get really loud and saying that, you know, you were silly to try this. You can't do this. You have to go back to MyFitnessPal, your diet, whatever it is, to control or manage your intake, right? But here's the thing that I always assure myself of and my clients of is when you really start listening to your body and how it actually responds to certain foods and in certain amounts, your intuition or that sense of self isn't going to voluntarily lead you to a place where you constantly feel like doo-doo. I'll say it again, when you really start listening to your body and how it responds to certain foods and in certain amounts, your body isn't going to voluntarily lead you to a place where you constantly feel terrible. 
So for example, in the beginning of this, there will be a time most likely where if you're truly giving yourself freedom to enjoy and reintroduce all foods, you're probably going to eat more of those foods. Like, is that a possibility? Totally. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And in that time frame of giving yourself permission to enjoy more of those foods, maybe you do feel like doo-doo for those couple of days, right? Because you have been restricting this one food, let's say chocolate cake. You've been restricting, 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 and all of a sudden you don't restrict anymore and you want to eat a lot of chocolate cake, so you do, and maybe you end the day feeling like crap. And that makes sense, right? But if you constantly leave this door open and leave this open communication with all types of foods, you're probably not going to repeat that over and over and over again because you'll remember that you maybe didn't feel too great when you just ate cake for a day, right? Or it doesn't have to be cake. You can really insert any food here that maybe you feel like you don't have control around. But moral of the story is every storm cloud runs out of rain. And just because one thing goes a certain way for you one week, it doesn't mean that every single week in this intuitive living journey is going to be like that. So I like to kind of equate it to an analogy of you and your best friend, right? Let's say in this very metaphorical world, your BFF was living on a deserted island for like five years with no contact between you and her, like no texting, no FaceTime, no tweeting at each other, like zero contact. And then all of a sudden she moved in next door to your house. Like, what would happen then? You would probably spend a heck of a lot of time together in those first few weeks or months of living closer together because you've had literally zero contact in the past five years. But then, after kind of reacclimating to each other, catching up on life, talking about all the things that you may have missed in that five-year period, life is likely going to go back to, quote, air quotes here, normal, and then you would probably hang out with them a little bit less nonstop, and maybe even sometimes waving high from across your front porch or across the driveway may be enough to satisfy your interactions for a day. So the same thing is true here with my chocolate cake example, or again, insert any food here that you may have trouble controlling yourself around. The more that you put yourself around that food at first, say that food moves in next door, right? And you've been depriving yourself of this food for five years, but you actually love that food. When you let the food into your life, you may eat way more of it at first. It makes sense, right? If you didn't see your best friend for five years, all of a sudden, you may want to spend more time with her. But then, you know, this may be scary in the chocolate cake example, like eating more chocolate cake in the course of a week or a month than you have eaten in five years is probably going to be scary. But you eating the chocolate cake every single day or every single day for a week or even a month, like whatever this time frame may look like for you, isn't really what I'm worried about. Because here's why. In my opinion, the thought of feeling controlled by food or fearing food or having to live by arbitrary food rules or tracking devices that you've surrounded yourself with for years that wreck your mentality and your mindset and your sense of well-being is way more scary to me, in my opinion at least, than eating a few extra slices of cake. Right? I want to challenge you here to look at the big picture of health. What's really going to matter more for you over the course of your lifetime? Is it eating cake for one week? Is that really going to matter more for you? Or is it going throughout the rest of your life, fearing food and having a really, really negative relationship with food in the name of quote health? Because in my opinion, when we look big picture, when we kind of zoom out here, and instead of getting caught in the micro 
perspective of I have to eat quote clean every single day and I can't have this one food or else I won't be able to control myself, et cetera, et cetera, as this spiral goes, that's going to be way more hurtful than opening the door to all foods and maybe eating these foods that you fear in higher amounts for a shorter amount of time, again, in the grand scheme of things, and then kind of watching things play out and normalize just as things would as your best friend moved in next door to you. That's going to be way more impactful in the long run of your health, both your physical, your mental, your social, and emotional health, rather than living in the micro consistency of, oh my gosh, if I eat two slices of cake in this one day, then my health is ruined and I can't go on. So my big challenge for you here is to think about what's going to matter more in the long term. Fear number two is something that I see a lot, a lot, a lot, and this probably goes without saying, and you may be thinking or predicting where I'm coming from here, but this is the fear that, quote, I'm going to gain weight. So this is something that I hear all the time that I think comes from the fact that we're taught that, you know, in order to be fit or in true nutrition or in true health means that we have to be in pursuit of a certain body type. Quote, let's just say quote here, I'm saying, if I'm not in pursuit of a healthy body, then I'm not doing enough or I'm failing. And when I say a healthy body there, I'm kind of putting that again in those air quotes because healthy these days is usually synonymous with a smaller more toned, muscular, insert any, you know, fitspo word here, body. And I'm by no means saying that eating and moving in a way that makes you feel good and strong in your body is bad. Because actually that's the point, right? Feeling good, fueling your body with foods that make you feel good and moving your body in a way that makes you feel good, strong, and mobile is the point of a wellness journey. But I'm simply saying that eating and moving in the sole pursuit of looking a certain way because that's what you've been told is the healthy thing to do, that's kind of where we tout this line of it being not so helpful anymore. Because guess what? Again, if you're living your days on this journey to health with your success and happiness being fixed on a certain end product that may or may not be in the cards for you, I'm talking here about a maybe weight goal, either a weight loss goal or a weight a weight gain goal, if that's not necessarily in the cards for you or your body type, then you're going to spend every single day on this journey wishing that you could change something about yourself or not liking yourself. And in my opinion, that doesn't really align with my version of true health and happiness. Because real talk here, yeah, you may gain a little bit of weight when you start eating intuitively. You may gain weight if getting in touch with your hunger cues, you know, how you feel and eating in a way that brings you nourishment and true satisfaction leads to weight gain, then that's probably an indication that you weren't or aren't at a place where your body likes to maintain balance. For example, I like to use the talk of a lot of diets who that are, I said who, like they're a person, sometimes they may be, um, you know, a diet or a coach that may be really, really restrictive in a way that, you know, you have to fit into this certain size or you have to eat this certain number of calories a day in order to see this downward trend in your weight. What I see a lot of the times is in that instance, we are fixing our happiness or our measure of success in this process on being a certain size or fitting into a certain you know, pair of pants or number on the scale, et cetera, et cetera. And what happens then is, you know, what happens when you get to that goal and you realize that you actually don't want to spend the rest of your life 
eating in this certain way or cutting out carbs or tracking macros on your phone, well, what happens then, right? You've done all of this to get yourself to a certain body size, but then you realize you actually hate the habits that it's taught you. So how then can we expect to maintain that body size that we've told ourselves to be the ultimate goal and the healthiest and the thing that we want if we actually don't want to maintain that way of life? So I'm saying here, in my opinion, it's kind of futile if you're kind of looking again at that big picture health of wanting to learn habits and live in a way that will set you up for the rest of your life. It's kind of futile to diet down or to use tools that you don't foresee yourself using for the rest of your life because what makes us think that we're going to be able to maintain that certain size that that dieting method taught us if we actually don't want to subscribe or prescribe ourselves to that diet for the rest of our life. So in this talk of intuitive eating, relearning this way of intuitive eating, like I said at the beginning, we're kind of coming from a weight neutral perspective, meaning that you may stay the same weight that you've been your entire life, and that's okay. You may gain weight, which again, we talked about again is okay because you've been engaging in really restrictive practices for a large portion of your life for years and years. Your body your body probably doesn't like maintaining where it's at right now. So learning to fall in line with your cues, learning to eat in a way where you feel good and nourished may mean that you need to inhabit a little bit naturally larger size of a body. And that's okay. And on the flip side, you may lose weight, which again is okay. We're never coming from a perspective of saying, you know, weight loss is bad. I'm simply saying the pursuit of weight loss in the name of health is something that I encourage you to move away from. Because in the perspective of losing weight, this is what I always assure my clients of is, you know, if you've been eating in a way where you constantly eat past your level of satiety or past your level of fullness, if you eat foods that maybe don't make you feel that good, but you've never noticed because you've constantly been distracted while you've been eating, then maybe bringing a little bit more mindfulness and you know intuition to those cues actually means that you eat less and move more. If that's in the cards for you, then again, you may send a da- see a downward trend in weight back to your intuitive weight where your body prefers to maintain. So bottom line here, fluctuations with weight are natural, and you're actually not meant to be the same size throughout your entire life. The size that you were at 15 is not going to be the same size that you are at 35, nor is where you are at 25 going to be where you are at 45 or 55. So we're really coming from this weight neutral perspective where we're saying we're not neglecting health, right? We're simply relearning to eat in a way that makes us feel good, that makes us feel satisfied and allows us to tune into our internal cues. And if that means that we gain weight, it's fine. If we lose weight, it's also fine. If we stay the same. That's also fine because what I'm more concerned about is that you are spending time to learn to care for your body, love your body, and move it in a way that makes it feel good and feel free. That's where the move freely portion of my coaching comes from. We're not wanting to move and eat out of a sense of punishment, right? We're kind of shifting everything into the light of self-care learning to love ourselves every step along the way rather than learning to pick ourselves apart for what we don't look like today or how we're not measuring up to that long-term weight loss goal. Because I don't know about you, but I think I would much rather learn how my body works, learn how it feels in response to certain foods, learn how to treat it with respect, and spend every single day growing an appreciation for its uniqueness and all that it does for me rather than picking it apart for what it 
looks like or what the scale says. So I want to leave you here on this discussion of I'm afraid I'm going to gain weight with a really tactical tip in a tactical item, because what I find with a lot of my clients and our coaching sessions is that we can be feeling really good and we can be jiving with each other when all of these things are being said, right? Right. You, wherever you are right now, if you're in your car, if you're getting ready in the morning, if you're on a walk, you may be nodding your head being like, Claire, yes, this sounds great. But what I find is when you take your earbuds out or when you and I hang up the phone, if you're a client of mine, all of this stuff kind of gets put on the back burner because again, that girl or guy in the back seat can get really, really loud when things start to get uncomfortable and he or she can drag you back to old habits. So I want to give you a tactical tip to help overcome these moments where thoughts of weight fluctuations really start to pull you back into old habits or have you start engaging in habits, again, that you may not want to engage in anymore because you've identified that they're not helpful to any realm of your health, whether it's physical, social, emotional, mental, all of these things. So the thing I want you to do I want you to pause next time one of these really negative thoughts towards your own body, your own weight, what you look like. I want you to pause and notice where those thoughts come up for you physically the space where they come up. So for a lot of people, we find that it comes up naturally when you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Or maybe if you are weighing yourself, that's when the thoughts creep in. Maybe it's in your car on your way to work. Like, I don't really know what your life looks like and what this is for you, but I just want you to be aware of where the physical location these thoughts creep in and when they creep in. Then what I want you to do, I want you to take that space in that time and start to fill it with either affirmations, knickknacks, statements, whatever it is for you that are either neutral or positive to kind of pull you away from those negative thoughts. Because what I find is that in a lot of ways, you are your own best advocate and yourself today can be your own best friend, not only today, but also two weeks from now when you start to have a lot of these negative thoughts towards your body. And me saying something to you is great, but if you can hear something in your own voice, something that came out of your own brain in those moments, that's going to carry so much more weight, pun not really intended in that statement, but that's going to carry so much more weight in getting you out of that place. So for some people, this may look like a sticky note with either a neutral statement about their body or a positive one. I say neutral because a lot of the times I know that going from a really negative statement about your body, like, you know, I'm so fat, I hate how I look, you know, enter any phrase here that you may have said to yourself, flipping that into a positive statement that's like, OMG, I love my body. Like, I love what I look like. Sometimes that can be a little disingenuine and I just want you to mean what you write, right? So if in writing, I love my body, you totally mean that wherever you are right now, then I want you to use that. But if writing that, you don't really believe it and you don't really like that because it doesn't seem genuine to you, I want you to write more of a neutral statement. So for example, if something you always pick apart is your arms, right? My arms are so flabby, they're so fat, I wish they looked like the tone girl's arms on Instagram that I follow, etc., etc. You could write a neutral statement saying, my arms help me to carry my groceries, or my arms help me to carry my baby or my child if you're a mom, right? All of these things that just demonstrate to you that you may not look exactly like everyone else, but your body is helping you perform the activities that you need to live, right? So just noticing where these thoughts come up and whether it's an affirmation, whether if it's an alarm on your phone, whether it's, you know, a knickknack that reminds you of something, put it in that place and use that to kind of look out for your future self if you know this is a habit that you can easily fall into.
So the last fear, fear number three is people are going to judge me, right? I see this a lot. I have worked with um, athletes or CrossFit athletes. And in that space, you know, tracking intake and being really precise about things is something that is very prevalent. And it's a very common topic of conversation, right? So in doing something different, maybe people are fearing that they're going to be judged for going against the grain or not doing what everybody else is doing. Maybe you're in a friend group that is constantly fixated on the new diet that everyone is trying. They talk about diets at the table. They talk about diets when you guys go out and it's just diet talk, diet talk, diet talk, and you know body shaming and, oh my gosh, have you tried this new thing? Or maybe even if you're a nutrition coach or a dietitian and you're kind of working to frame your message and you're realizing that the things you've been taught in school, you know, the tracking calories, all of this may not necessarily align with the coaching space or the message where you feel most authentic, which is where I've obviously found myself and you're fearing, well, if I preach this message, that's a little bit different, a little bit against the grain. Am I going to catch a lot of flack or negativity from my colleagues, whether they're people you actually work with every single day or even people on the internet? Because we know people on the internet can be very mean behind their screen. That rhymed. You can call me Dr. Seuss, but wherever this fear of people are going to judge me is coming from, I want you to say to yourself again and again and again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll say it again in case you didn't hear me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter matter. Because in telling yourself that it does matter, what you're subconsciously demonstrating over and over again to yourself is that other people's opinions and their feelings are more important than your own well-being. And that's not cool, right? So in these moments, I want you to ask yourself, what matters more, that person's opinion of me or my opinion of myself? What matters more, their opinions or my own health? Because at the end of the day, they're not the ones who have to live with you and they're not the ones who have to be in your head listening to your thought reel, right? They don't have to feel what you feel in your body, whether it's, you know, a physical sensation, an emotion, you know, a mental thing, et cetera, et cetera. You are the one that has to live with yourself. So you need to start answering to yourself first. If this means following a certain diet because it works for you and it actually makes you happy, then that's fine. If that means moving away from a specific diet and relearning how to eat intuitively in this non-numbers approach, then that's also fine, right? So I really want you to identify what matters more, their opinions or how you feel at the end of every single day, because again, you're the one that has to live with yourself. So... Those are the three main fears that I see in interacting with people who are wanting to jump back into the intuitive frame of eating. If any of these resonate with you, if you love this message, if this episode really helped you, I would absolutely love to hear your takeaways from this. You can always find me on Instagram at Claire Tuning is my handle. Please feel free to shoot me a DM telling me what you learned, asking any questions. I'd be more than happy to kind of help you pick apart these things in a little bit more depth and apply them to your life. If you're looking for a little bit more of a place to find community, find a greater number of people to kind of bounce ideas off of who are also in this realm of thought or on this journey, I would love to invite you to our private Facebook community called the Yours Truly Goal Slayers. We have a ton of great content, videos, trainings, information there that I put out for free and the community is really great and supportive in helping to answer big questions like these and overcome fear because we're all kind of in the same boat and you're not alone. 
even though you may feel like you are alone in kind of overcoming these fears and answering your questions, you're really not. And having a community of like-minded people is a great place to learn that and put yourself in a better place. So if you would like to join our free private Facebook community, you can shoot me a message on Instagram and tell me you can send me a friend request on Facebook. The name there is Claire Tuning. Again, you guessed it. Um, I will add you to that group if you just shoot me a message and tell me you would like to join. And then lastly, the biggest and best thing you can do for this podcast as we continue to grow and bring on guests in 2019 is to leave us a rating and a review. So tell me what you learned from this episode. Tell me what you learned from this podcast. Uh, leave me five stars or however many stars you would like to indicate your level of how much you love this show, you love this message. And if you're really inspired by what we talked about today and you think that it could help not only you, but also someone else in your sphere, don't hesitate to take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me. The podcast doesn't have its own Instagram, but you can tag me and I will see it. And we will continue to kind of put this message out to the people who need it and the people who can really be helped by it. So again, I thank you guys for tuning in or tuning in, I should say, to the Yours Truly podcast. I'm going to sit here and finish my broccoli and my coffee before my next call. And that one's actually a video chat, so maybe I should floss my teeth. But until next time, Yours Truly, Claire.